Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, we are moving into the renaissance, but today we're talking about a mindset to thrive in chaos. Now, um, that's on the portion that the Ministry of Truth will, will approve, but now since we are in a totalitarian regime, the censored information on how to take back our world will be in the, um, uh, the, the, the private site. And, uh, you know, in this, the private side is the Dr. BVIP. God bless all those that are contributing because we've been demonetized, deplatformed, de-everything. So the Dr. BVIP, it's $2.97 a month. It's really, really helping. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, we have our apprenticeship program. And this is, it's the last Thursday every month, a 60-minute lecture on, um, in this last one, we talked about liver, spleen, and kidneys. This next one, um, I, we're going to talk about muscles, joints, and um, literally how the body can reverse arthritis. And also Q&A is for about 30 to 45 minutes afterwards. And all of that will also be put on Extreme Health Academy. So let's look at, at the changing world, Okay. Now, if you went back to the 1300s when a third of Europe was wiped out from not a disease, but also the interventions. Now, this might sound kind of curious to you, but the wealthy died at a greater rate than the poor because they had better health insurance or better money to get it. Now, at the time, they thought disease came from bad air, sin, and evil spirits. So the doctors wore these funky masks that covered their faces red lenses on their guys, um, because obviously spirits can't pass through red colored and a wax-coated cloak, so, so, so the blood would wipe off on it. Now, the therapies that they recommended were isolation, bleeding to get the bad blood off, and quicksilver or mercury, and incantations. So, you know, 700 years in the future, we think that disease comes from germs and viruses, now, the technology of covering in the nose that limits particles, um, sanitize everything, limit crowds, and again, the therapies are isolation, lockdown, drug ventilators, and forced medical procedures without good adequate safety testing. So, you know, we progressed a little bit, but there's still some challenges. Just know that, that science is always changing. There is no, um, you know, it's like saying, yeah, we're all done with physics. We already know it. Now, if you're familiar with the teacher-learner experiment, and this is what we're experiencing now, um, the teacher-learner okay, experiment. Now, human nature cannot be counted on to insulate man from brutality and inhumane treatment under the direction of a benevolent authority. Now, this is hugely important. Now, this experiment involved um, a, a person in a lab coat giving instructions to somebody sitting at this electrical panel. Now, he would ask questions uh, through a microphone, and any time the person answered incorrectly, he would give an electric shock to, okay? And, and the person became, that was getting shocked became increasingly more uh, apparent that it was causing severe damage. And now it's interesting because people generally are not um, uh, good at torturing other people. But with the authority, okay, a figure next to you t telling you to do this action, 
okay, they would continually say, please continue. Uh, the experiment requires you to continue. The third is it's absolutely essential that you continue. Now think of this. Think of this. This person is answering a question. They press a button that's supposed to send 300 volts to that person, and this causes the person to scream. So every time they press a button, they're hearing uh, this person scream. Now, the person wasn't actually being tortured, but the person pressing the electric button didn't know about this. The fourth uh, prod, if somebody didn't want to do it, you have another choice but to continue. So just think of our world now. Please continue. The experiment requires you to continue. It's absolutely essential that you continue. You have no choice but to continue. Do you see the increasing authority? Now, the conclusion of this experiment were ordinary people are likely to follow orders given by authority figures, even to the extent of killing an innocent human being. Obeyance to authority is ingrained in all of us from the way we're brought up. People tend to obey orders from other people if they recognize their authority as morally right or legally based. This response to legitimate authority is learned in a variety of situations, for example, family, schools, workplace. And we can see this back in history, and, and particularly Germany is an excellent example where um, you would turn in your neighbor and the past 2020, you would turn in your neighbor for um, uh, walking without, without a mask. I mean, that was actually a law passed in one of the towns close by. Uh, you would get fined if you're walking around without one, and your neighbors could turn you in. Now, um, so there are no evil people. According to Alexander Solzhenitsyn from the Gulag Archipelago, if it were only all so simple, if there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? End of quote. So we've got to take this back. Now, um, there's a couple of, of uh, philosophies to deal with this. And one of them um, is the Stoic philosophy. And this is huge. For one, we, can, we try to control what's outside of our control, and this causes anxiety. And when we try to do this, to control what's outside of our control, uh, you become powerless, ineffective, frustrated, bitter, jealous, resentful. Um, so we control what other people think. We can't control the weather, but we can't decide how we behave if it threatens a special day or event. We can't control the economy, but it's our responsibility to decide how we react. Okay, Because if you figure the economy coming up, um, your investments, money, every time you hear inflation, it means your savings is taxed. And so there is going to be some significant changes. Uh, it's like we can't control a traffic jam, but we can decide how that we spend the time. Now, what is in your control? Okay, literally the only thing that are inside of your control um, is, and, and this philosophy was uh, coined by this term Epictetus. Now, he realized, and this was a slave that actually emperors would come to talk to, we only have real control over our thoughts and our actions. That's it. And now, 
accept full responsibility for our thoughts and actions, and making distinction between these two areas of our life stops us wasting our time and energy on what we can't change, while at the same time helping us focus on areas of life we can. Now, where in your life do you try to control things outside of your reach of sovereignty? Uh, Say the thoughts and beliefs and opinions of other people? The only thing that you have are your actions, your thoughts, your belief, and your decisions. Now, this is huge because there's five principles and there's a roadmap to the Stoic philosophy. One, manage your expectations and judgments. Be realistic about what you have the power to change. Understand the meaning of equanimity and practice it. Call out your emotions for exactly what they are and live in harmony with nature, particularly human nature. And, and it's interesting because when you manage your expectations and judgments, this is not just ridiculously important now, um, if you think that your investments, like they just did some major crashes on, on the cryptocurrency, um, banks are limiting how much you can withdraw. So if you were tied into money has, has your freedom, money has this, um, you know, your pension, your social security, your this, there is going to be some changes in that. So manage your expectations. When there's a big gap between what you want and what you expect, it can cause anxiety, frustration, discord. Um, You can have hopes and dreams, but it's better that they are sensible. Be realistic about the power what you have to change. Um, Practice equanimity in negative situations. Now, that means calm exposure to speak with a powerful concept, um, a philosophy. It's called apatheia. Now, humans have a built-in fight-or-flight mechanism. Uh, It works by riling up your emotions so you react instantly and intensely. Um, As we evolve, we gain more control over our environment, and this mechanism still is in place, that fight-or-flight mechanism. So when you practice, uh, you can learn how to master that fight-or-flight state. Now, um, the four stoic virtues... Wisdom, courage, temperance, and justice. The wisdom to choose your response to the stimuli, like what's internal and what's external. So just think of people in, in World War I, okay, literally devastating Europe, lost businesses, lost everything. Within a few years, they were back. Okay, think of World War II. Okay, entire cities, infrastructures, everything was destroyed. And I remember seeing pictures of Berlin where almost immediately gangs of citizens would get together and start cleaning off the bricks from the fallen buildings to build new buildings. So they were probably secretaries before. They were uh, in the military, possibly. They were working infrastructure. But now they all focused in on one task to get clothing and get shelter and get food and working together. So understand wisdom is to choose your response to the stimulus and what's internal and what's external. Now courage, and this is the ability to persevere, resist, and persist. Persevere, resist, and persist. So realize um, in the coming few years, we're going to have some significant changes. 
There's going to be changes in the economy, in governments, in control, in lifestyle. Um, persist, persevere, and resist. Temperance, acting with discipline and self-control. And this, uh, despite the draws of passion and greed. So temperance. So when, when uh, Ernest Shackleton and his men were stranded in Antarctica, told them to not um, uh, go hunting for more than what they need. Okay, because there was a fear there that they needed to, you know, gather up a lot of supplies. Now, they were there, down there for almost two years, okay, on their own, without any assistance, no cell phones, just making it. And one of the things that Erner Shackleton did is when he got off the ship, that, which was sinking, he took a golden guinea and threw it on the ground and said, this is of no value here. Okay, take only what is value. And after temperance, which is acting with discipline, self-control, um, away from the draws of passion and greed, justice, it, this instructs that we're all born for each other, to do good to one another and not for ourselves. So one of the ways that, that we help people who have had chronic, chronic stress, we literally walk them through and show them how to serve others. And, and you will find more joy in that. Just know that lifestyles are going to be changing coming up. Now, what's the perfect uh, purpose of Stoicism? Stoic philosophy is centered around how to live a good life. The Stoics sought fulfillment and happiness, which they believe came from virtue, logic, and reason. And that's it, virtue, logic, and reason. And so if you're upset about things that you can't change, if you feel that, that the data out there has not supported the narrative, um, if you're seeing people in promises like, just do this intervention and life will go back to normal. And if you're seeing the truth is starting to come out that the public has been lied to that the economy was crashed, that there's a lot of different challenges that we're dealing with today. Um, and those challenges were not brought on by a uh, virus. It was brought on by an ineffective, um, uh, completely ineffective, orchestrated event, not to fight a virus, but to change the economic principles and the leadership of our world. So once you understand that, through virtue, virtue, logic, and reason, um, <clears throat> you're going to be able to adapt. Now, it's interesting because the Stoics promoted ethics as a primary concern for human understanding and literally to tell them what's right act from the wrong act. And when we look at this, if we look now at what's going on with our world, Petitioner develops a healthy self-control to resist temptations of greed, lust, gluttony, wealth, power, and status. Think of what's going on. Now, did you know that there are a number of books and movies that are currently being banned? And no, this is not 1939 Germany. Gone with the Wind has been banned by HBO and by a couple of schools. The Great Gatsby, The Color Purple, Hunger Games, Clockwork Orange, these are all, and Diary of Anne Frank, all banned. Now, when we look at um, uh, estimated deaths, and this goes on uh, the American Journal of Public Health, 
uh, they found out that there's a number of different challenges that cause people uh, to have a weakened immune system, weakened health. And that's pretty much what causes uh, death. It has to do with your body's weakened immune system. And so what kind of things strengthen the immune system? Uh, good jobs, economy, um, infrastructure, everything else. So a lot of the interventions that you have seen done, and this is why we're seeing a significant uh, increase in illness and death in people in a different age group that aren't affected by this. So when you know that there's certain changes in the world going on, um, self-control, you keep a clear, unbiased mind. This requires self-discipline, self-control to stop the temptation, to cloud our judgment. Now, uh, it's interesting. Uh, Amori fati, which, which translates to love of fate or love of one's fate. Now, this is the practice of accepting and embracing everything that happens in our life and everything that's come before us. It's an understanding of nature and the universe and change. And without change, we would not exist. We would not experience this. So if you take a moment now and just take a deep breath and exhale all the way out. Deep breath in, exhale all the way out. Now think of what you were like when you were 10, 12, 13 years old. What did you want to be? Did you want to be the, the nurse or the baseball player or the swimmer? Or you just didn't have any idea. You just wanted to have your paper route. Um, when you're in your 20s, did you have that amazing relationship where you wanted to um, you know, hook up with this person and, and just be married and have wonderful... And it, but you were only like 15, 16, 17. Your thoughts changed throughout that. Uh, so realize that change is the only thing that's constant. And you can be involved a little bit in change, but you can't be involved 100%. You're not responsible and, and not in control of multiple events around your world. Uh, but you can respond at how you're you're going to or change your response. And I love this. The Stoics taught that in the constant reminder of death that we can learn how to live. Counterintuitively, thinking about death can help us live better, happier, and more present lives. So think of what you're afraid of. Anything that you're afraid of. You could be afraid of losing your pension, of losing your job, of, of losing your wealth that you've accumulated, losing your health, losing your freedom. Okay, what then? Who, is, who are you? How do you identify? Do you identify as a worker, as a doer? Do you identify as um, a, a, you know, a free, independent, wealthy person? when you just found out that all of your cryptocurrency is gone. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, it's what happens. Who are you inside? Okay, and this is one of Seneca, who was a brilliant guy in, in Roman times. If you confront the worst possible fear you have, let me, let me read this quote. Let us prepare our minds as if we'd come to the very end of life. Uh, let us postpone nothing. Let us balance life's books each day. The one who puts the finishing touches on their life each day is never short of time. 
Um, when, when you spend time with your loved ones, hug your family, kiss your partner, uh, remind yourself that they are mortal. One day they won't be there. This constant reminder of death helps us appreciate what we have. Uh, impermanence of things makes them more valuable. And if you can get in that mindset, um, you're, you're going to understand that everything changes and, and you have a chance to appreciate every aspect of life. Now, how can we um, improve ourselves for ourselves? Now, keep a cool head at whatever life throws at you. Um, there's the impediment to action uh, advances action. So, so just keep a cool head. You don't need to respond. If you're watching the news or watching you know, some information program, that's telling you that things are going to happen. There's going to be a war. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. You're not in charge of that. But what is happening right now? Right now, you're probably safe at home in a car. Uh, you might have some food in the refrigerator. You might have water. You might have heat. You might have power. Okay. If you were camping, you'd at least have a tent. So be aware of your surroundings. Uh, and appreciate what you have, because as separate things that you cannot control, keep what you what inside of you what you can control. What you can control is your actions, your thoughts, your beliefs, and your decisions. Now, a couple of tools that I use, and I've used these for years, is uh, nonviolent communication. Now, this is also a language of life and a language of love. I encourage you to, to review nonviolent communication with Marshall Rosenberg. You can still get some of his videos on, on tape, and it is brilliant. It involves just um, three simple actions, or four simple actions, observation, feelings, needs, and requests. Now, what's cool with observations, you see what's actually happening uh, without judgment, and that is a stoic virtue. Feelings, what you feel, only your feelings, not you make me feel this way, but I'm feeling hurt, I'm feeling anxiety, stress. Your needs, observation, feelings, needs, and request. Needs need to be clear and concise, like I'm really needing connection with you, I'm really needing um, affection, I'm really needing respect, I'm really needing to be heard. Okay, request would be clear and concise, but you've got to accept a no. So would you be willing to help me out? Would you be willing to do this? And, and I, it seems simple, observation, feelings, needs, and requests, but I encourage you to, to learn um, some of the techniques in there for communicating, particularly with the times coming up, where you may have not communicated with a family member because they were COVID crazy, or they were afraid to be around people, or you know they, they had a differing opinion of the science. Okay, <laughs> now now we know that the science was the BS. Okay, so learn that that communication, that nonviolent communication, helps you get a connection with people that are having a challenging connection. And then we have neurolinguistic programming. 
And this is hugely important. This is a way to reprogram your subconscious. Now it involves body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing. And this is a way through repetition you're going to be able to reprogram that subconscious because learning requires repetition. Learning plus repetition is reprogramming your brain. And why body posture? Body posture changes the influence of the brain to, or the body to the brain. <clears throat> Breathing, that little three-pound brain, burns 90% of the body's oxygen. Volume and intonation helps imprint it. And this is, we call it the I am exercise. But just know that your emotions are, you are in charge of. And if you can consistently reprogram your emotional state, you're going to change the vibrational energy of your body, but you're also going to be changing the chemicals your brain secretes. This literally changes your physiology. Figure your body, conscious mind is filled by choices. Unconscious mind is programmed by repetition. So you get all sorts of things in your conscious mind, like sight, touch, taste, smell, hearing. The unconscious mind is programmed through repetition. And this is why 10 minutes, three times a day of doing the I am healthy, I am dynamic, I am vibrant, I am strong, I am connected to God's healing energy. Okay, so this, through repetition, you're changing how that brain is firing together, then you eventually change how the brain is wired together. So in these challenging times, um, master your emotions. Uh, look at neurolinguistic programming. Look at nonviolent communication. Look at stoicism. Realize that there's some things you can change and some things you can't. And, and the world is literally going to be finding its own harmony. It may take a few years. And with, with all of the videos that we've done on surviving, with all the videos we've done on, on every aspect okay, of, of preparedness, um, even the videos that we have that are censored, that are now still back on the Dr. BVIP, um, and we have other websites that we're trying to, to archive them so they don't get deleted. Um, you need to take charge of your emotional state. You need to have healthy nerve supply. Regular exercise, proper nutrition, sufficient rest, and prayer and meditation. These are the keys to health in life. Now, the second part of the talk that we're going to have tonight is going to be on um, taking back our world. Now, I just want to read a couple of things. One, the president of Costa Rica just, and this was August 6th, so just like uh, three days ago, uh, he said, as of today, and that was August 6th, any action taken against anyone who does not want to be vaccinated is an action against the law. Think of that. That means that the, in Costa Rica, if you want to be in an entire country that doesn't force you to get a medical procedure without your informed consent, um, man, that's, there, there's a good example for us, good example for us all. In the last couple of minutes, I wanted to read this one sheet that's called Plan Chaos. Um, quote, if you leave the gate open, the cow will wander off. So you intentionally uh, leave the gate open, you want the cow to wander off. You can't blame stupidity or laziness. It was intentional. If you cut police budgets, you will get more crime on street on the streets. So if you intentionally cut, cut 
police budgets, you want more crime on streets. If you cut back oil supply, gas prices will go up. So if you intentionally cut back oil supply, you want the gas prices to go up. If you print trillions of dollars without cre- increasing the supply of goods, inflation will hit it hard. So you intentionally print trillions of dollars without more goods, so you want inflation to hit hard. If you leave the southern border open, wide open, you get more drug trafficking and human trafficking. So you intentionally leave the border wide open. You wanted more drug trafficking and human trafficking. Um, If you shut down 40% of the supply of baby formula in February, you'll get a huge shortage. You know, it's time to recognize that, that the people that are complaining about this, they wanted this crisis. They want the chaos. They want the riots. They want the conflicts. And this is why it's time for us to take back our world by taking back what we can control. You can control your thoughts. You can control your actions. Um, You can control your, um, I mean, literally, your beliefs, your decisions. These are all in your control. And we are going to take back our world because everything uh, finds its own harmony. And we're going to find harmony with our world and harmony with each other. Just know that there are some challenging times ahead and you have the tools in your hand, in your heart, and in your mind in order to thrive in this coming time. So look at nonviolent communication. Look at neurolinguistic programming. Look at stoicism. Uh, keep a cool head with whatever life throws at you. Um, in a separate, separate things, things that you can control, things that you can't. And remember, anything you put in your brain is going to grow. Remember what the Bible, Koran, and Torah say. What you sow, you reap. You sow abundance and love and faith. You're going to reap abundance and love and faith. If you sow, show, sow fear and ignorance, you're going to have um, a challenging time. So love, my brothers and sisters, so love. God bless you. This is Dr. Bergman, uh, your advocate for health.